0: Welcome back to the Dear crap podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we have a special guest with us today. Her name is Brooke and she is a functional nutrition practitioner who works with women to help support their hormones, gut health, and nutrition to, to give them a lifestyle to feel their best in their skin. She got into this field because of her own struggles with her own health and struggling to find answers from so many different doctors. And this is just such a powerful episode for all of our ladies out there. So grab your notebooks and listen up. Let's turn it over to the conversation. All right, Brooke, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Um, Before we dig in, tell us who you are. Tell us about your story. I know you have your own set of like health struggles and things that got you where you are. So I wanna I want all of our listeners to kind of just understand who you are before we dig into the, the good stuff.
1: Yeah. Um so I am a mom. I'm located in Michigan. Um got two young kids We have five and a two and a half year old. So life for us is a little bit uh messy right now, which is just fine. Um but I, I I've been in the fitness, yeah, yeah um been in the fitness industry for over 15 years and I you know, I started in my young twenties and I started as a personal trainer. And, you know, I think in your young twenties, a lot of it is just, I just want to look good in a bathing suit. And that's pretty much where my focus was. Um, I didn't really think to how much like, you know, actions and things that I was doing was really impacting me. I didn't pay attention to my hormonal cycles. I didn't know any of that because I think a lot of that, you know, we just aren't educated on. And, um, maybe about midway through my career, I kind of got hit in the face with needing to pay attention to those things personally. And, um, I had gone through a pretty, uh, awful relationship that ended. And then a year later, my dad passed away pretty traumatically from cancer. And, um, I just, my body just went haywire after that. My hormones were off. My gut health was off. Um, it just felt like everything was just shutting down on me and I felt like my body was like working against me. Um, and you know, I, I was doing everything that I knew to do. I was eating well, I was exercising well, I was so consistent. So from the outside you would assume that like everything would just flow well for me. And I just remember feeling like I'm doing everything I should be doing, but I don't feel like my body is showing it. I just don't feel like it's paying off and I felt so frustrated and, um, I also felt like, you know, being in the industry, I almost felt like a fraud a little bit too, because yeah. I was like, why do I, like, why am I doing everything? And this isn't paying off this way. Um, so I knew enough, I had like about a four month time period where I had put on 20 pounds and it was unjustifiable. It's not like I was eating a pizza every night, you know, and, and I was actually getting tighter with my nutrition and I was trying more and it wasn't working. Um, and around this time frame, I, I had met my husband, and luckily was in vicinity of a lot of really smart people and functional practitioners and things. And um, I was going from physician to physician and having everyone check my thyroid because I knew enough to know that something had to be off with it. And yeah. I was just getting the standard blood work pulled, and everyone was saying, "Oh, you're just fine." but internally I was like, there's something not fine. Like I feel awful. I'm exhausted. I have extreme anxiety. I'm having a hard time sleeping at night. I'm not recovering from my workouts. Um, I'm craving all the time and I feel like I have to be so perfect with my nutrition or I'm going to gain five pounds, um, is really what I was like sitting in all the time. And, um, I just felt so defeated. And finally I had a functional practitioner pull my labs and did a full comprehensive panel on me. And I actually had hypothyroid, like my, the, your T3, if you know anything about thyroid is your actual active form of thyroid in your body. And it was clinically low and no one in a standard practice was checking it um just because my TSH which is your most what is going to get checked and my T4 which is also like maybe the next basic marker that they'll check were fine so they didn't look any further than that because standard thought process is if these are okay then everything else is okay and it wasn't
0: Yeah. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.
1: So that really transpired where my shift and like where I focused because I was like, gosh, if I'm experiencing this myself, how many other people and women that I've worked with that I, you know, I look, I was starting to look back at my clients and thinking like, gosh, I was that one woman that like, I knew was so frustrated. If I had known this, I could have helped her. Right. And like, in a little bit further. So I went back to school. Um, I went through a two-year program and, um, I'm finishing parts of it now, but I went through a program, really learning, deeper about, you know, the functional lab testing and how to incorporate those things and how much like the nutrition and the wellness and the lifestyle aspect outside of just the exercise, but what like comprehensive testing can really dig into um, and really being able to dive deeper with clients. So um, now, you know, after becoming a mom, I saw a whole nother aspect of that too. And just what women go through. Um, And so I really just had a huge passion for supporting women and, I just saw way too many women that were feeling frustrated and felt like they were on this hamster wheel of, of trying things. So we really expanded the way we do our business to do be the bridge really between like, you know, your standard care, um, you know, with your physician and your nutrition's, um, approach and really bridge the gap between the two to help answer a lot of those unanswered questions, um, for women, but also, you know, it's one thing to get the answer, but then how do you actually apply it? Right. And how do you shift that in your lifestyle? So to really bring in that like application piece and make it something that's actually workable for people to bring in. Um, and we're also starting to branch into, I'm bringing in like a men's division too, and having like, men that can be supported as well. Cause we're seeing a lot of women who are like, well, I want to do this, but like, I also want to bring my partner along with me right on this journey and have them shift things too. So
0: I love it. I feel like there's probably a ton of our listeners that are like, Holy crap. How is she speaking to me right now? Because that's (laughs) what I'm struggling with. And I'm so freaking frustrated and I'm throwing my hands up and I don't know what's going on. So you, you mentioned some of the things that you were experiencing, the fatigue, exhaustion, anxiety, lack of sleep. Like what are some of those key indicators also just that people need to be aware of? Like, this is not the norm. I think, I think that's become so prevalent is people just Normalize feeling like crap. And you're like, but no, that's, that's not normal. So what are some of those things that when it's going on and when you're eating well and you're moving your body and you're, and you're already on the path to taking care of yourself and they're yeah. still there. Like, what are those things that you're like, okay, you got to dig deeper into this.
1: Yeah. There's a lot, but I think, you know, we, if you have kids, I think you notice it to an extreme, right. But before kids, I think when I look back, I'm like, I already had some of these, se- things subtly before we had kids. Right. So Mm -hmm. they can be there. We just maybe don't recognize it until our body's gone through an extreme stress, like, you know, birthing a child. Right. Um, But I think a lot of the things that start to come up that we hear from women often is, well, I went to my doctor cause I was feeling exhausted, right? Like midday, I felt like I needed a nap and, uh, or if I wasn't able to get a nap, like I was moody, I was snippy, I was overstimulated. Um, those are some of the big things that like we probably live with often and don't even recognize, mm-hmm. like our phone, our computer, our TV, there's a lot of stimulation. Um, And so those are things that I always say, like, that's a sign that something's not functioning well. And it's not the thing that we'll get told is, well, it's just because you have kids, or it's just your age. That's not the case. And it's got nothing to do with the fact that, like, yes, you might be, like I said, we have a five and a two and a half year old. So I know that my capacity for certain things is going to be different because of the stage of life that we're in. But it's really knowing how to be flexible within that. So you don't have to feel like crap just because you have a five and a two and a half year old, right? Or just because you're 40 all of a sudden or 50. um, It's really more so digging into, there's probably a hormonal process that's happening in there that may not be um, getting supported the way that it needs to. It could be something in your gut health that we need to pay attention to. Um, So the exhaustion is a big one and the fatigue or the overstimulation. And that's the, Also to that, you know, like if you're waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, that's actually a sign of a sleep disturbance. Like you should be sleeping well through the night, dreaming well, waking up, feeling rested in the morning. So those are some signs that there's some things that we need to pay attention to. I usually say like, if you wake up and you feel like you need coffee, like if I were to tell you to cut it out and you would have a heart attack, then then that's a sign (laughs) that that's not normal. Other big ones would be your cycle stages. If you are a cyclical woman and you're noticing PMS, extreme mood changes, cramping, breast tenderness, um, bloating, digestive changes around your cycle. Those are things to pay attention to. Your cycle is like your fifth vital sign. It's really going to be a visible indicator that something is not correct in your hormones and your sex hormones are usually a signal. They're usually letting us know when something is off, um, a lot of times our solution is to fix the sex hormones, but actually our solution to be, to, should be, to look at like what's going on at the gut. How is your stress lifestyle factors, um, yeah. and the attention in there too.
0: Okay. So when you're talking about the hormone cycles, cause this is something that I think is really interesting and not talked about often. So yeah. what are some of those things? Like when you're talking about PMS and bloating and all of the things that most women are like, oh yeah, this is just a part of it. are those actually not like the norm? Like when are we too much and what's normal and all of that stuff? Yeah.
1: Um, the best way I like to describe it is like, you know, if you're on average, a 28 day cycle, you are not meant to feel the same every single day of the month, right? Where we're a, a man, this is not to knock men, right? But like a man is gonna go through a similar hormonal cycle in a 24 hour period as we're gonna go through that cycle in a 28 day period. So that means that there's gonna be certain times of our hormonal cycle, like in our follicular stage, which is like right after your period up until your ovulation. Um, well, follicular actually technically starts like the day of our period, but you should feel like energy rising. Around that stage of your cycle. Um, your body is primarily doing this for a reason. You're gonna start to feel really good. Usually, most women will say, like, oh, I feel really good after I have my period. I'm like, Yeah, that's estrogen. Estrogen's doing its job, and estrogen to you is like testosterone to a man. Mm. It makes you feel great. It also can support your libido increasing around that stage of your cycle. Primarily, as we're getting up to the ovulation window, you know, your libido is going to naturally be higher because right. if you wanted to have a baby, you're more in the mood right around that time. And no one's going to be in the mood when you feel the way you feel on your period, right? right. <laughs> so your body's really smart and it's putting you in a spot to feel really good around that time frame. Um. So it's not usually that time of our cycle that we need the most support because we're feeling good. But what happens after that stage, after ovulation, is our estrogen and progesterone do this little dance with each other. And estrogen kind of comes down a little bit and progesterone starts to take the lead if we've ovulated. Um, And progesterone is a feel-good hormone. It's a calming hormone. Um, it's also a pro-thyroid hormone. So that like couple week, 10-day time frame leading up to our period, you should feel a shift in how you feel because your hormones just shifted. And that's not a bad thing. Um, but you can feel hungrier because progesterone is a pro-thyroid hormone. So on average, we actually do need to eat a little bit more leading up to our cycle. And that's like five to 10%. I'm not talking like a significant amount of food. Right. But if we don't honor that, that's when we're like three days out from our period and like making love to a pan of brownies because we are starving at that point. Right. Um, And then we also actually need an additional like 30 to 45 minutes of sleep on average, leading up to our cycle. Our body needs more rest um progesterone is a little bit of a natural sedative. So we actually need a little more sleep in that time frame. Um, and our serotonin actually does a little bit of a dip in that time. So we could notice more anxieties um, and things. And so it's, it's really important in that stage of our cycle to just honor what's happening in your body. And that's where you can offset that shift. So usually I advise women in that stage, like maybe scale the caffeine back because if you're if you do notice a heightened anxiety, caffeine's not helping that you know, right. starting to feel it. Maybe you go to bed a little bit earlier, sleep in a little bit more if you can. Um, just finding little ways that like maybe you're committing to less in that stage of your cycle. So you're not so overwhelmed and going into different directions, but you know, you should feel an energetic shift around that stage of your cycle, but it shouldn't be dramatic to where you're exhausted or fatigued. And if it is, it's a sign that you've done too much and you're taking on too much and you maybe need to like have some boundaries with yourself or ask for support if you can. Um, And, you know, I always say like, obviously, you know, when your period starts, like you're going to be bleeding. So like you should know something is happening, right? Like we should feel that our body is bleeding, but it shouldn't be, it shouldn't disrupt your ability to go about your day-to-day function. If that makes sense, like you should, shouldn't be in extreme pain. Shouldn't feel like you need pain medication for it or anything along those lines.
0: All right, friends, in case you haven't heard our family's farm to table, verified natural beef can be on your doorstep by Tuesday. Folsom farm beef is officially shipping out our pasture raised beef nationwide. Every single Monday, we're talking high-end quality restaurant style beef sent right to your doorstep. If you value locally sourced farm to table foods, then this is especially for you. Our beef is not only raised from start to finish on our own family farm, but our cows also get tippy top cow treatment with the expertise and knowledge that JD brings to the table as a cattle veterinarian. Getting our family's beef on your family's table is a product of JD and I's two worlds colliding in the most beautiful way. And we are so excited about the opportunity to serve your family for years to come. If you aren't following along on Instagram, you can follow the farm at Folsom Farm Beef and you can learn more about the farm and see what goes into raising cows and hear what our customers are saying about their experience, just people falling in love with homegrown beef all over the nation. And I am so happy to get this out to more families, but what really lights us up about this is getting to build another family business that our kids and siblings can be a part of growing for generations to come. When you become a part of the Folsom Farm family, you aren't just supporting a local farmer. You're a part of a big family dream of ours that's coming to life. And we can't thank you enough for being a part of it. So if you're a beef lover, you haven't truly experienced the best of steak roast brisket or ground beef until you've tasted it straight from our farm. Get your order in by Sunday and have your box on your doorstep by Tuesday. We have a variety of options to fit your family's needs with boxes ranging from 10 pound samplers to 50 pound freezer stock ups. And if you want to save the most and never have to worry about getting on the wait list, make sure you're part of our VIP crew for monthly savings and first priority shipping. Head to fulsomfarmbeef.com and get on our email list to receive a $20 off promo code for your first box. We cannot wait to get our beef on your doorstep. All right, back to the show. Okay. I love it. I want to talk or ask you about fitness. How does that play into it? Do you adjust your workouts depending on where you're at in the month?
1: Yeah, this is a big one. And you know, cycle syncing is starting to get a lot more attention, but, um, this can be very individual too, right? Because it's, it's all about your conditioning and your level of conditioning and what your body is used to. So I like to say a lot of like your, the external stressors that we bring in, meaning like the nutrition we eat, the movement we do or don't do should really be, um, I guess, supported by what's going on internally. Yeah. So in our follicular stage, when estrogen is higher and we can withstand stress a little bit better, we have more energy. We're in a different support, like system to support that. This is where we could push it a little bit more. Maybe like those CrossFit HIIT style workouts, maybe the more intense yogas, running. This is where your body's going to handle those things a little bit better. But in your luteal stage of your cycle, it doesn't mean you can't do strength training or anything. I still very much do, but I scale my volume back a little bit. I'm not doing as much. Um, And maybe on my off days, instead of like an intense yoga, it's more of like a yin type yoga, or instead of a cycle ride on my Peloton, I'm taking a walk outside um, and just focusing on movement. Sometimes we get so stuck in our head of like, well, if I'm not crushing my body, then I'm not doing something, right? Right. And in that stage of our cycle, that's actually like counterintuitive to what your body needs. So that's usually where I say we need to scale a little bit and just, I'll have clients say like, well, I've been so exhausted. I didn't feel like going to do my workout. Like I physically was tired, but I went and I was like, that's your body telling you to take a break.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And I think it's so important that we are just so in tune with how we feel because yeah. our body is so good at telling us what it needs. It is, I think yeah. We are like, we're just like robots. We're like, Nope, this is what I do. This is how it works. And and you don't listen. And like our body really is like, Hey, hold up. I need a break for a second. I need some recovery. And that's going to be way more beneficial than like pushing through and trying to do the thing and, and sticking with whatever. Like, I think that's very important that women hear because we are so like, I got to check the boxes. This is what I'm supposed to do, but really you need to tune in. And this goes for nutrition too. And I want to talk about that as a woman, like what is your nutrition approach with your clients and yourself and all of that? Because there's a million different ideals out there.
1: Yes, there is. There's a lot out there. I like to explain it as like, so we just built a house and when they, they built our house, we had to put the foundation of the house in first, right? Like, could I put some walls and things up without a foundation? I could, mm-hmm. and I might temporarily have a house, but as soon as a storm rolled in, that house is not going to stay very long. Right. And I relate it back to your nutrition a lot. You have to have some foundational habits consistently there, before you try to get into the nitty gritty and details. And a lot of times women will say like, well, what do you think about this diet or this tea or like this supplement? And I'm like, you're missing the whole big picture, right? That supplement is not going to undo the fact that like, you're not eating enough protein and you're skipping vegetables. Um, It's not going to undo the fact that like, you're not drinking any water in the day. So before we even worry about all those little details, the foundations need to come first. And I say, instead of like obsessing over, like trying to be so perfect with something, just focus on being consistent with foundational habits first. So for women, I usually say like on average, we should probably be eating like 30 to 50 grams of protein per meal, three times a day. Um, never less than hundred grams of protein in a day for a woman, but usually around 30 to 50 is great. Um, is a really, really good starting point. And that's it may sound like a lot to some women, but it's truly not. If you eat like, you know, a couple chicken sausages in the morning with a few scrambled eggs. If you eat a six ounce piece of chicken breast at lunch and you eat like a six or eight ounce piece of steak at dinner, that's it. You're already there. Mm -hmm. Um, so it can be super simple, but protein is so important for satiation, blood sugar regulation, hormonally you need those amino acids to help support. And that's one of the best ways in the way that your body is bioavailably designed to take in those things. So that can be one of the best. Um vegetables, obviously. I, I mean, believe me, I am the person who hates vegetables. I do not love them. I have to sneak them into my food. So getting creative with ways that you can bring them in, but like four to six cups of fruits and veggies in your day is. One going to help with digestion, which as a woman, you need to poop every day if you want to regulate your hormones, but also, so it's going to give you prebiotic fibers, which help feed the good gut bacteria in your microbiome. Um, But also you're going to get a variety of phytonutrients from the different colors and things that you're taking into. And we very much underestimate how much those phytonutrients and things are um, play a role in how we feel through the day. Um, And they can play a significant role in that. So four to six cups of veggies, don't overthink, you know, which kinds just start with trying to get them in consistently. And then starchy carbs, um, you know, like your potato, your rice, your, you know, oatmeal, your, um, you know, what noodles, whatever it is. I usually say like, if you just start with adding in, making sure you're having a like half cup to a cup serving of starchy carbs, those three meals a day too, you're in a good spot. And the big one we forget about if you're like me and grew up in Snackwell's generation where everything was like low fat, yeah. um, fat is so important for your hormonal function because cholesterol feeds your alone, which is like your mother hormone. If you're not taking in adequate fat in the day, your hormones are eventually going to suffer. So, you know, a good like tablespoon or like thumb size serving of added fat of each, at each of your meals is a really good place to begin too.
0: I love it. What are your favorite, what are your favorite fats before we move on? Cause I think this is like women need permission to have the good fats and yeah. they're so freaking good. So it's like, yay! yeah,
1: they <laughs> so make everything better. Yes, um, eggs are one of my, like the yolk of an egg is like a multivitamin for your hormones. So they're one of my favorite ways to get fat in avocado, oils, we'll do olive oils, sesame oil, butter is actually amazing. Um, we use ghee or like grass fed butters often. Um, you can do coconut oils, um, are also a great option. And then around my cycle, you are always going to probably see me eating dark chocolate around that mm. stage. That's going to be a phenomenal source of fats for you to be taking into.
0: Awesome. I love it. Oh, this is so good. I love, it's really, it's really not hard and it really is simple. And when you keep it, like when you're just like, I love that you're like, no, build the foundation. So I think lots of times we try to put a bandaid on the situation and we're like, let's go restrictive. Let's take out all this and let's deprive ourselves of this. But that's like the worst idea ever, because then you're going to just binge and go crazy. So really taking a holistic approach to like, how can I live for life? Yes. Is this is sustainable for life because as you build the habits where you're like, I actually enjoy this process, that's where you'll be able to stay consistent instead of like the extreme this and the extreme that, and then you hate it, and then you binge, and then you like reverse all of the stuff. And it's like this roller coaster of emotions and results and all of the struggle. So I just love this simple, foundational, holistic approach to health. Like it's so essential. So thank you. <laughs>
1: And it's so opposite of everything that we've been taught, right? We, You know, sometimes we're so desperate to feel better and I a hundred percent understand that. So we're going to be attracted to the thing that's going to tell us that we're going to feel better the fastest, right? And the reality is if anybody's going to tell you that they're going to get you there faster, they're probably lying to you. And it's probably going to have a consequence of sacrificing something else in your body, meaning metabolic function, which is your full endocrine system. So I see, you know, when we get women in their thirties, forties, fifties, who feel like they like can't lose weight anymore, a lot of that is just a big signal to me that their endocrine system has heavily been impacted over the years of that up and down. And, and that, you know, we don't see the alternative effects of like, when we're going up and down with diets for years, or we're always on or off with something, your body is sacrificing for that to happen. And so when we go to the foundations, a lot of times we'll do it for a month or two. And then we're like, this isn't working, but that's because you're trying to undo years of damage. You've gotta be patient and it's not happening in a month or two. In the first couple of months, you really just have to focus on how you're feeling first. Um, I like to tell clients, I'm like, you know, if, if you lose 50 pounds, but you feel like crap, are you going to be happy with that? Or you, you can only ever eat 1200 calories a day, you know, or would you be happier to feel really good and lose that 50 pounds and still be eating a good amount of food? That's going to keep you feeling nourished.
0: Yeah. I love it, but have it take longer, like, and just embrace the fact that it's going to take a while to really do this the right way like honestly, so really understanding and adjusting your expectations. Cause that's what I see a lot too, is people expect for the weight to fall off for the, whatever. And then they're frustrated that it's not on their timeline and then they give up and then they stop doing it. So it's like embrace the lifestyle changes, embrace the timing of it all. Let your body release it when it does, but focus on the feeling. I love that because you will. You'll feel the energy shifts. You'll feel the better sleep. You'll feel those things way before you'll see the results. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, where can our listeners find you? Where can they get? And I think you have a goodie for them too. So let's get them that.
1: Yeah, um, so we have a little um, how to take this and simplify it down and really apply it for everyone. It's just the 10 basic things that we would teach anyone when it comes to foundations. Um, so I think I'll have it in the show notes that they can click through. So you guys can click through and have that for you. Um, or you can come hang with me on my Instagram. Just shoot me a message and let me know you found me on the podcast. It's Brooke Rozzi, um over there. And I'm probably there way more than I should be. So
0: <laughs> our listeners love Instagram so they'll
1: come hang out for sure well thank
0: you brooks so much this was so good i hope every woman listens to it i hope they share it with their friends this is the stuff that like this is the important stuff there's so many fads out there there's so many quick fixes there's so many just extremes and i'm like no like this is where it's at so thank you for coming on for sharing your expertise and your knowledge and you guys go follow her on instagram can you spell that yeah i just want to make sure
1: B R O O K E R O Z Z I E. Perfect.
0: Perfect. All right, you guys. Hope you got so much out of this. I sure did. And Brooke, thank you so much for being on. You guys will see you back here in another week. Thank you.